Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode 406. <clears throat> this week, we're going to talk about some more Final Fantasy. Isn't that exciting? I knew you were excited for it. That's why you're here. But yeah, 4 and 5, we got some new Final Fantasy 8. We got some new uh, Groove Machine Dome project videos. We've got some new Tunic over on the uh, YouTube and website. Apartment stuff's coming along just fine. Um, if all goes as planned, hopefully, hopefully we'll be doing the show from the apartment by uh, November-ish. That's the plan. Anyway, we'll see if it actually works. Um, got anything else? No, not not really. I mean, we hit all the hit all the important things, so. Uh, Let's say we just get on with the show. Return to the classic medieval tale of magic, monsters, and friendship with Final Fantasy V. 
Uh, this is not the back of the box for the original, so I'm going to skip a couple things. Embark on an epic adventure as four heroes driven together by fate, Bartz, and his chocobo companion, Princess Lena of Castle Tycoon, the mysterious Gallop and the pirate captain, Ferris, the crystals that bring peace and prosperity to the world Earth. That's how it's written. Water, fire, and wind have lost their power and are on the verge of destruction. Uh, the bonus stuff that is listed here on the back of the box for Final Fantasy V, uh, released in 1992, developed and published by Squaresoft for the Super Nintendo. All that bonus stuff talks about the Android, the Game Boy Advance version, the iOS version, the PC version, the PlayStation version, another Android version, another iOS version, the Switch version, the PC version, and the PS4 version. Okay. You good with that? Hope so. That's all you're getting. Um... This is a more recent replay, because parts of the original were lost when the channel got shut down. Um, we're looking at about 40 parts for this one, not terribly long. I think a little longer than the last one, but I think I, I, think I did it a little more. Uh, respect this time. This is not my favorite Final Fantasy, and this is probably one of my least favorite. I don't really like the story much. The gameplay is fine, the job system... Uh, that existed in Final Fantasy 3 is back and um, kind of kind of uh, cleaned up a little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit. It's it's, yeah, it's better than 3 in terms of gameplay. Um, it's worse in story, I think. I don't like any of the characters. I don't care about anything. The, the game's fine.
Okay. I'm excited for reviews for this game because I really like this game, spoiler alert. Let's see. Vegeta is here with a full review to give us a 9. FF4 reviews Final Fantasy IV and gives it a 10. May be a little biased. <clears throat> wow, sorting these by platform. Just the Super Nintendo one. We got like nobody. So, we got any in all the other versions? Let's see. Regular contributors. Vegeta, we just talked about. FF4, not a regular, but we talked about him. Silver Marmot is here. Do we know who that is? Probably not. Hear You is here, who did the PlayStation version. Dritz Zeal did both the, P, uh, the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy Advance version, I think. Gilly Gamesh. Prinnies. Gothic Chick did the GBA version. Yeah, wow, nobody. <coughs> what, what are you guys doing? You're all letting me down here. Alright, uh, here's somebody. I just have it. Oh, that's, that's, oh, no wonder, because they have this easy type and other type. Easy type is the Americanized version. Uh, Psycho Penguin gives us a detailed with a 9. Fidubu gives us a 10 with a detailed. Xylo gives us a full with a 7. Officeil gives us a full with a 5. Officeil's goal is to never give anything a review score that's going to give it a, a green box around the number. That's his goal. Uh, we're not going to read the easy type ones because the game I let's played was not the easy type ones. Let's do this one. Um, let's do this one. Let's do this one. Starting with Hear You, who says in 2001, It's a shame that our version of this game was dumbed down so much. The Final Fantasy series has always wowed players with its storylines and characters, especially in Japan. American players are often heartbroken to realize how we got so many less Final Fantasies than Japan. For the first Super Famicom Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy IV was fantastic. Plenty of items and challenge. Square finally decided to release another Final Fantasy in America. The American version was a bit of a disappointment, though. It was a great game, but so many things were taken out, it was just sad. I guess Square thought us stupid Americans needed a simpler game. Final Fantasy IV plays like a dream. One of the best parts of this game was the storyline and the characters. There were several characters who all joined your party at different times in the game, from Kane to Raidaya, because DIA doesn't say Dia. All of the characters were just chocked full of personality. Uh, you really feel for them and all of the hardships that they go through. All of the characters all have different abilities. Many of these abilities were taken out of the American version, but they're all retained in the Japanese version. Cecil, the Dark Knight, can shoot a dark energy wave that damages all enemies but hurts him too. 
Tella can use Remember, where he will randomly cast one of the spells he forgot. Rosa can pray, and for more for no MP cost, excuse me, the party will sometimes have some of its HP healed, but it doesn't always work, and you'll not have your prayers answered. And many other characters have abilities that were removed as well. Hidden throughout the game are many weapons, armor, and items that can be equipped for your party. One armor in particular is incredibly hard to get. It's the adamant armor, and it's almost impossible to get, but the effort is well worth because it makes almost all hits just do a couple of damage of HP. There are several items in 4 that weren't released in the American version. There are items you use to hurt enemies, but even items that can call enemies to battle you. It's just a shame that Americans didn't get to see all of these items. The graphics of this game are fantastic, considering that was made in 1991. The characters look really good, especially in battle, but the enemies look absolutely excellent. They are well drawn and they each seem to have a personality all to their own. The music is absolutely spellbinding and will really draw you in. Of course, all Final Fantasy music is this way. If you think this played, if you think you've played this game, excuse me, chances are that you haven't. The American Final Fantasy II is this game, but it's so much simpler and easier that it just isn't as fun to play. When Square announced Final Fantasy Anthology in America, everybody thought they'd finally be able to play the real version of the game. But in America, Square, for some reason, decided not to add this game. It looks like the only true way to experience this game is to import it, and it's one of the best imports you can make. Here you gave it a 10. Here you with some questionable sentence structure and grammar, but for the most part, correct. Moving on, the RPG man, also in 2001, says the best Final Fantasy for the SNES and maybe the best Final Fantasy ever. And he begins. Yes, this was the first Final Fantasy game for the Super Nintendo, aka Super Famicom in Japan. This game had two releases in Japan, Final Fantasy IV Easy Type and Final Fantasy IV Hard Type. The version that was released in USA and Europe was a censored, translated version of FF4 Easy Type and was strangely renamed to Final Fantasy II. It was probably renamed to Final Fantasy II because it was the second Final Fantasy that came out for a Nintendo console in the US. The US, a parenthesis European and parenthesis Final Fantasy II, was really great. It's one of the best RPGs I've ever played in my life, but I must say the Japanese version was much better. Why? Question mark, comma, you say, dot, 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 because the US, parenthesis European, version has these flaws. Before we read the flaws, um, no spaces after any punctuation. There's no space at the end of any sentence. Okay, the flaws. One, the US version was censored, meaning Nintendo of America altered and deleted everything they thought was offensive from the story, totally watered down, changed names of characters and items, making everything kitty friendly. They thought this game was for kids. I can't remember of a kid who wants to play such a deep game. They avoid this stuff like the plague. I didn't. Two, the game is a lot easier this time because they used FF Easy Type as the base for FF2 US. It's probably, again, to make it easier for the kiddies. By the way, even this easy version is too much of a challenge for any kid. They hate constantly fighting to build EXP and searching every nook and cranny for items. No. And, and I... I've never heard anybody say that they had an easy and a hard version in Japan. And they just ported the easy one to other... You know, you know what I mean? Never heard that before. 
Uh, three, missing many items, cool subquests, special attacks and skills, and enemies. The game, by my opinion, should have a minimum teen rating. It's definitely not for kids. The Japanese version proves it all. It contains adult themes, story, offensive language at times, real life situations, really high level of challenge, and serious music backing. Important notice, this game is currently available only as a Japanese Super Famicom cartridge. If you understand Japanese, you can see why it's one of the best RPGs ever. But for all of you who cannot understand Japanese, there is a fully translated version of the FF4 hardtype ROM for SNES emulators on the quote net for download. You can try this version, but at your own risk. Go and download the ROM if you're desperate. I don't think they left out any subquests. Anyway, well, here is my in-depth review based on my personal criteria of what makes a game worth playing. In-depth, this is supposed to be quick. Story, 8 out of 10. Very well written with cool plot twists. It will keep you glued in front of the TV screen till the end. Its unexpected twists are amazing near the end. Now in 2001, it's still great. Graphics, 4. Yes, the first time I turned it on, I was surprised because the graphical... The graphics look somewhat between NES and SNES, 12-bit, but it may turn off some people. But after 10 minutes of play, you realize that graphics are not important at all. This game excels in any other category. Very confused. Music, 10 out of 10. Wow, is this possible? <laughs> That's my first impression when I listen to the amazing graphics of FF2 parenthesis 4. Look at how a fantastic soundtrack can overcome the substandard graphics. I almost cried. Did you? Did you? It was the same as I thought when I first played Star Fox on the SNES. The compositions, parenthesis overall, are the best from Nobu Uematsu ever. Period. The word, period. Oh, and now we get a space. All of the tracks in the cartridge are good. Unlike any of the other FFs, parenthesis except for FF5 and FF Tactics, where only a third or less of the music is good, the intro crystal theme is the best version in any Final Fantasy game. I think he's right there. Sound effects, 8 out of 10. Standard square fare. It fits well with the game. The effects kind of grow on you after a while. Control, 8. Very good. Not the best control on SNES, but it's very easy to master. The only thing that's not good is how you have to manually sort each item after you get several items or so. Not that bad. But in FF6, FF3 US, it's better. Atmosphere, 10 out of 10. You'll forget about the graphics immediately after you get sucked in the fantastic atmosphere of this game. The dungeons have some of the best atmosphere on the SNES, especially the last dungeon. Challenge, 10 out of 10. Hard, really tough, but not impossible. This is really a challenge... Sugoi. Is that an I or an L? Sugo? I don't know. Final Fantasy 2 US is much easier because it's basically the easy type version. Level Design 9. The overworld map is very good and this is the only FF with three separate worlds. Yes, overworld, underworld, and the moon! This game has extremely well designed dungeons that have many secrets. Secrets are very important in overall design and replay value. I like the way that they put secrets everywhere. In any pot, bush, wall, etc. Secret passages, invisible passages, they're the coolest thing to seek! Awesome! Uh, replay value 8. You will come back for more, even after you finish it twice. It has classic replay value not found in today's RPGs. Overall rating, 10. Even though an 8, a 9, an 8, an 8, a eh, 4, and an 8. Um, All-time classic. He says, Conclusion. This is the best hardcore Final Fantasy game ever. 
More casual players will never truly understand the quality of this game, so I would recommend them to get FF7. And all of you hardcore FF freaks, get this game at once. It's that good. RPG Man, giving it a 10. Even though it's not perfect. Uh, but it is an all-time classic, I guess. You're a strange, strange person, RPG Man. And finally, Matora in 2001 again. When did everybody get this game on its 10-year anniversary? It says, not the worst RPG, but it's still not that great. Intro, Wayo. I think that's supposed to be Woe, but it's suddenly struck by dyslexia. Wayo, what's this? A review that is not relentlessly praising FF4? Yeah, you got that. Even though the gameplay may Mabai, yeah, Mabai improved over the FF4 easy type, and it is not the worst RPG ever, but I still did not think FF4 was cracked up to be an instant classic. Uh, Storyline. You play as Cecil, a dark knight, who is later willing to become a paladin, so he can turn against the evil kingdom that he once served. Plus, he also needs to learn about his past and hook up with his girlfriend, Rosa. Rosa with a Z. There are also some subplots in the game, such as the Moon Fortress and Magical Kingdoms, but most were not that interesting. Uh, parenthesis, except for the risque pub programmer's room and the topless dancer. Those were just as hilarious as I'll get. Up arrow, up arrow, uh, semicolon, parenthesis, period. Characters. Now, how can Matora feel attached to most of the characters in the game if just about most of the case just gets dropped off the face of the earth? You tell me. Bah. And not many characters in the game were that interesting. The only characters I found interesting were the young wizards, Fusoya and Golbez, but even they needed more attention. Enough with Cecil and Rosa graphics. Yes, yes, I know this game was a early Super Famicom game that made in 1991, but I thought the colors were way too pastel and bright for its own good. Bright pastels. The enemy graphics did not look that menacing. They just looked like hallucination from the mind of a LSD addict going on a really bad acid trip. And the character sprites looked fit at home for a Famicom NES game as well. Put a U in colors. I think that's a hint. Sound. Okay, I admit it. The soundtrack is very well done and a lot of memorable tunes in the game as well. So I guess there is an upside to FF4. Gameplay. I like the variety of items and stuff that can do various things to either your party or the enemies, and it's good that the characters have their own abilities, but after a while you feel like you were confined to having these characters learning the abilities in their class only. Exception, Rydaia, since she changes throughout the game. Which, which she doesn't. So after a while, after the characters learned all of Thief spells and techniques, you seem like a super powerful god after a while, which gets pretty dull and drab after a while. Fun. It was fun, for a while anyways, other than a couple interesting subplots, four actually interesting characters, and the nice music. Final Fantasy IV drained all of these hours of my life away. I could have been doing something else instead. Challenge? Medium. Though the original FF4 was harder than the easy type version, it was still not overly difficult, though probably the most difficult part was trying to stay awake and alert. Overall, a early sad disappointment from Squaresoft, even though it did have its good moments. Those good moments were overruled by the irritating features of Final Fantasy IV, parenthesis, or what I call Final Fantasy Bore. 
Would Matora purchase the game? Well, it depends. I, for one, borrowed it and returned it, so I would not purchase this game, thankfully. However, if your curiosity gets the best of you, you can try it out. Matora gave it a three. Now, obviously Matora didn't write a very good review. Right. I picked that one because it's the lowest score. And I don't think they even did the Super Nintendo version? I'm not sure. Because they talked about all the items, and a lot of those were the ones that got dummied out. But we've got a, a 7, a 6, and then a 3. Everybody else gave it 8 or higher. And when I was a younger man, um, this was my favorite Final Fantasy. And, you know, still kind of is. I really, really like this game because it is so story-focused. It's one of the reasons I like Final Fantasy VIII, because VIII is very story-focused. Um, I have I have reasons for disliking eight. We'll get to that when we get to reviewing it. But I really like four for what it did. I like I really like the music. I like the graphics in four better than I do in five, even though they're very similar. Um I like the characters. I just everything about this game I just really, really like. And it's probably one of it's, it's in my top three Final Fantasies, I would say. Maybe top five, but probably top three. If I really sat down and thought about it.
Okay, let's see what the news has in store for us this week. Our lead story. In search of a hero. Some people are just desperate to get behind an underdog. So it seems with the members of a Facebook group called Chair Watch who have locked in on an unlikely subject. A chair hanging from the top floor of a roofless abandoned building in Dennis Township, New Jersey. One day it will come down, but until then we all must drive by and look at the chair in all its mesmerizing glory. The group's description says according to UPI. Which... Your news, United Press International. How long can it last? Will it blow down before the entire house falls down? Things we all want to know and don't want to know at the same time because it will ruin the fun. The group has attracted almost 10,000 followers, one of whom, Donna Marie O'Leary, commented that she hasn't enjoyed this much fun since Christie was governor and closed the beach. I think the Toronto Raccoon probably outranks you guys. News that sounds like a joke. In 1995, the Seattle Times reported that filmmaker Jerry Fialka of Los Angeles started a book club with an unconventional schedule. Members read the notoriously difficult Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce one page at a time. They just finished on October 3rd. They started in 95. They finished in 23. We do one page at a time and then discuss it for two hours, Fialka said. That's why it's taken us 28 years. When people ask what this book club is going to read next, he tells them, we're never going to read another book. He explained that the book ends with a run-on sentence on page 628, which then continues on the first page of text. So it's a cyclical book. It never ends. We'll read page three again next. Now, since the pandemic, the club has been meeting via Zoom, which Fialka says he likes better than in person. I don't have to set up chairs, he said. Don't let the New Jersey chair people find out. Have you guys ever read James Joyce? Oh boy. It's, uh... Finnegan's Wake is tough. James Joyce is tough. Finnegan's Wake is real tough. If I'm remembering right, that one, it just like shifts writing style every so often. It's very bizarre. Um, Samuel Beckett, one of my favorite playwrights, uh, was like a assistant for James Joyce for a little while. Anyway, it's a dirty job, ladies and gentlemen. In this week's edition of We Don't T Pay Teachers Enough, Stephen Taylor, an educator at the Mill Creek Campus Alternative School in Olathe, Kansas, lost his job over videos he posted to TikTok, Fox 4 TV reported. In the videos, Taylor, who also does stand-up comedy, says he, quote, saved up his, quote, big, milky, lactose intolerant gas and, quote, dropped bombs silently, and then I just let it stew. He also claimed that he gives students misinformation when they annoy him. I tell them Abraham Lincoln invented the car. That's why it's named after him. When Taylor was called before the school board, he told members, The reason I'm doing comedy on TikTok is to make money because you only pay me $45,000 a year and I work all the time. Taylor said the students understand his jokes but was relieved of his duties nonetheless and has no plans to return to teaching. We had a story like this last week. Y'all just need a We Don't Pay Teachers Enough segment. And, you know, I don't know his living situation. I'd probably do okay on 45000 I wouldn't do great, but I'd do okay. Here's a story of, oops, fourth graders at the Academy of Innovation... 
innovative education, excuse me, charter school in Miami Springs, Florida, got to choose a movie to watch during lunch on October 2nd. CBS News Miami thus reported they knowingly chose Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a 2023 horror film about two murderers who prey on university students while wearing Pooh and Piglet costumes. The teacher, quote, didn't stop the movie, even though the kids were saying, hey, stop the movie. We don't want this, said parent Michelle Diaz. She said her twins were traumatized. The school leader issued a statement saying they have already met with those students who have expressed concerns. It ends with, oh, bother. Yeah, I think the copyright on Winnie the Pooh expired. So, yeah, stuff like that. Get get ready. It's going to keep happening. Here's a police report. Lenny Rodriguez Cruz, 28, topped off a busy night of crime with an assault on a police officer on September 20th, the Associated Press reported. Cruz was allegedly driving a car with license plates that didn't match in Queens, New York, when an officer tried to pull him over. Cruz instead raced off, driving on a sidewalk and through a parking lot, hitting four other vehicles, including a police car, before crashing. His breath smelled of alcohol, and there was a cup with an alcoholic beverage in the car, police said. But it was back at the station where Cruz sealed his fate. He bit off an officer's left ring finger up to the first knuckles. The Queens District Attorney said he could be looking at 25 years in prison. We had to throw it in the fire. I was... Do they call the cop Frodo now? I think Frodo of the Nine Fingers. Animal Antics. A family outing to the Fossil Rim Wildlife Center in Glen Rose, Texas, got all awkward when a giraffe lost its footing and crashed into the windshield of Carrie Hill's car, Fox 7 reported. The park allows people to drive through in their own cars and feed the animals. As Hill and her family communed with a giraffe, it stuck its head through the sunroof and smiled for a picture. But then the animal slipped and fell, became panic, and started flailing its legs. After it recovered and ran off, Hill realized that her windshield was shattered. No one was hurt, but they were covered in glass. Hill said when she filed an insurance claim, quote, it was hard for them, as anyone, not to laugh, but they were professional. Is that funny? I don't think that's funny. Unclear on the concept, Lincoln County, Oklahoma. Hey, Lincoln, he made the cars. District Judge Tracy Soderstrom, who was sworn in on January 9th, may already be out of the job, the Associated Press reported. In July, Soderstrom was captured on court camera scrolling through social media and texting on her phone for minutes at a time during a trial. Soderstrom's texts to her bailiff included comments on jurors and prosecutors' appearance and calling a police officer who was testifying pretty and saying, I could look at him all day. She was suspended with pay pending a hearing by the court on the judiciary. The chief justice of the Oklahoma Supreme Court recommended her removal. Quote, the pattern of conduct demonstrates Soderstrom's gross neglect of duty, gross partiality, and oppression, he said. If, if the world continues on as it has in the past, she will be fine. That teacher got fired. She will be fine. Just like Clarence Thomas, who has done worse than both of them. Nothing is going to happen to him. Stories of spooky townsfolk in Skelmoral, Scotland, are getting their Halloween on as a Pennywise-type clown lurks around the streets, Sky News reported leaving red balloons in his wake. Early on October 12th, the clown, who may or may not be someone named Cole Dimos, posted a, quote, message to the media in rhyme. They call me Killer Clown. Why don't you leave the jokes to me? The only thing that's dying is your credibility. This clown doesn't want fame, glory, or gold. 
He just wants to play in this so-called sleepy town. Your meter's odd. So come and join in and learn to fear the skill moral clown. Ah, police haven't received any reports of crimes and Facebook followers are gleeful. Out of all the clowns in the village, he's the best. Someone was quoted as to have said. The neighbors, Daniel Powell, 76, got a rude response on October 8th when talking with his mobile home park neighbor, Callie Robertson, 28, in Pinellas Park, Florida, the smoking gun reported. According to police, Robertson took a, quote, unsecured bag of dog feces and pushed it, unquote, into Powell's face, quote, leaving feces smeared on his face. Robinson admitted to the assault, but pleaded not guilty to the third-degree felony. She posted $2,500 bond. Why would she do that? I don't know. Dateline Smithtown, New York. Amal Hanna, 60, will not be charged with driving under the influence. News 12 TV reported in this story of That's No Excuse. After an October 4th incident in which she mistakenly guzzled a white claw during her shift as a school bus driver. Hannah said she's undergoing chemotherapy, which has affected her sense of taste, and she had no idea there was alcohol in the hard seltzer. Quote, I've been crying and crying. I don't even have any more tears. It was just a mistake, Hannah said. While she won't face legal action, she did lose her job. You know, nobody gets fired that really deserves to be. Because here's what I think. I think if you actually fired the people who deserve to be fired, they're the kind of people who are going to raise a stink about it. Fire them anyway. Especially for that reason.
Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week's edition of Electric Leftovers. Thank you for uh, hanging out, giving it a listen, all that stuff. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider subscribing to it. Maybe giving us a rating and a review and all that. Obviously. Uh, it, it will be in your best interest to do so. I don't want to say nothing, but I may have some uh, connections to the, in the afterlife. And they can uh, maybe, maybe make some decisions with a little input from, from your old pal Jason. Not saying anything, just saying. If you'd like to check out videos for any of the games we talked about today, like Final Fantasy 4, 5, 8, or Tunic, you can find all of that on my YouTube, Jason's Groove Machine, or on jasonsgroovemachine.com. Imagine that. If you'd like to find me on post, it is post.news, and I am Jason G-R-V-I-N over there. If you'd like to support the show, you can visit buymeacoffee.com slash electricleft. If you would like to join us for a stream on Twitch on Monday, it's Jason's Groove Machine over there. All of this information playlist for the music you hear on the show and all of that is here in the show notes i am gonna go i've got some i'm trying to get all the achievements in terraria because i hate myself apparently and i've got like six to go and they're the most annoying six that you can think of it'll be fine thank you guys see you next time